Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Five, six, five, six, seven, eight. We're unsuggestible. Every week we come and we say we're losing our minds. Doodly-doo, doodly-doo. And we love suggesting things all the time. We never stop. <laughs> Never stop, never give up. Hold your head high and reach the top. When the world seems to get we too tough, get... bring it all back to bring it all back now. We don't want to get cup of copyright <laughs> yeah. struck, Claire. Sorry. Well, I'm not sorry because I love doing that. Hello. Welcome to Suggestible Pod. My name is Claire. James is over there. Hello. You can't see me, but I am. I'm right over there. <laughs> He's right over there. You're lucky you can't see him, mate. He hasn't had a haircut in bloody months. I look more and more... <laughs> Like Colin Farrell with my leg. <laughs> Collings, you need to cut out how long this laugh is. <laughs> I mean, yes, you look so much like Colin Farrell. Thank you. I mean, the laugh Sexy doesn't. The laugh Colin didn't, Farrell. didn't help. Do you mean like <laughs> Colin Farrell? Do you mean like from the movie? Now, from the, yes, from the movie Miami Vice with his cool long hair. <laughs> no, he looks like a greasy. Ah, uh, you wish a greasy. I wish. Man. Yes, well, me too. Sexy Colin Farrell. Should Can we get s- into our recommendations? We should. I should just quickly say this is a show where we recommend you things to watch and listen to. Your hair is only rivaled by my eyebrows. That's right. Because we're currently self-isolating. It's 2020 if I you're listening your hair, to this your, in a portal. Your eyebrows look really good tied back in that ponytail, <laughs> I think. I'm trying. I'm struggling. I need a waxer. Also, my toenails, they're chipping away. I've got like weird pink on them. I'm about to have a baby in two weeks and I was going to get all glamorous beforehand because yes. it's all the, downhill. Otherwise, the doctors treat you differently. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> no, but I feel like you need to be in your best shape for when you're headed into never doing any self-maintenance for like months on end. That's very true. That's actually, Correct. that's not incorrect. You want to be as good as you can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm starting at a low bar at the moment. I actually have a question for you just before we start recommending things to you. Hello, listener. I hope you're doing okay out there. Me too. I think that too. I actually have more concern. Um, All right. This is my question. Yes. Will you paint my toenails for me? You already asked me this off air. So you're trying to make this a conversation. But you haven't done it. No. I'll do it. Whatever. That's why I'm getting it on air. Oh. And before next week. So when we meet next this week. This is one of those things that make me some kind of cuck. Is that, is that one of those situations? <laughs> soy boy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. Soy boy Colin Farrell painting my I won't do a very toenails. good job, but I'll do it. Yeah. Will you let me film it for Instagram? Yeah, whatever. Cool. Excellent. Content, James. Co- Collings, edit this out. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I have a lovely pink shade and I have not had my toenails painted and I bloody can't reach them. I can't even see my frigging toes. Fine. We'll do, do that. I even have feet anymore. Who bloody knows? We'll do that. We'll pluck your eyebrow and we'll get on with it. Speaking of getting on with it, uh, the documentary that I'm recommending this week. It Ooh, pr- highbrow. on HBO. HBO. But other places, which we'll talk about hey, in I the ad. H. It ties into the I ad. it's supposed to be I H. Say, it is. I say H too. But I say, because believe me, the amount of people that correct me on how to say H is... A lot. A lot, yeah. Anyway, The Last Dance is a sports documentary 
following the Chicago Bulls season from 1997 to 1998. See, I thought you were watching Save the Last Dance the other night. No, when I came that's in. the Julia Stiles movie or something. Julia is it? Stiles? Isn't she in that? Yeah, I guess it's Julia Stiles. I thought it was J Lo. I don't think so. Oh, maybe it is. Save the Last Dance. Isn't it J Lo? I don't know. Uh, it is. No, it is Julia Stiles. Oh, I don't yeah. know a lot about movies, even shit I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's my genre, and I didn't know. Ridiculous. Well, anyway. anyway, so. I'm not a super big basketball guy, right? No. As in like like my stature, <laughs> but also in general. Like I like basketball. I played a little bit. Like I enjoy okay. playing it. Let, let us reframe that. You are not a big sport guy, the sport. You don't watch any of the sport. No, I don't watch sport, but I like sport. Like I No, like, you don't. What sport? I like I like playing and like and running and what, basketball and stuff what, like that. What sport? Any sport, play? honestly. I don't play what any at the moment. What sport do you play? I like like running around and stuff. Yeah, and doing that's stuff. not sport. That's fitness. What are we talking about here? Because you are trying to tell these listeners that you were some kind sporty. of sport aficionado. I'm not, but I'm saying I don't hate I have, it. I have known you for 14 years. I have never once seen you sit down voluntary to watch any I'm kind of sport. I'm not talking about watching sport. I don't watch sport. Fuck sport. I don't care. <laughs> and that yeah. is the God damn I don't truth. need to see dudes run around crashing into each other or women. Tapping women can butts. be sport too. Women do great Yeah, sports. I'm not against it. I just don't care. Like it's just not my Thank thing. You. That's yeah. all I wanted but to do. But that being said, I like physical activity. Like I like yes. playing basketball and like I like kicking the football you like and getting, things like You that. like being fit and active yes, and healthy. That's, that's what I'm great. saying. You don't like the sport. No. You don't see the point of it. Cricket is the stupidest thing that's ever <laughs> existed. But basically – if you're a kid in the 90s, yes. only 90s kids will know this, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. NBA was like the biggest thing in the world. Everyone had like a T-shirt with the Chicago Bulls singlet over the top, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. or a all Charlotte, of your Charlotte mates Hornets. are still in that oh, era. Oh, yeah, very much They are so, all yeah. in that era and yeah. they all listen to like Tupac or something. Tupac. Rappers. Tupac of what? <laughs> a rapping. <laughs> Is that a rapper? Tupac. 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 Yeah, well, they all listen to Tupac. like 90s rap yeah. and 90s basketball. It's a lot basketball. of Snoop Dogg. It's a lot of Dr. Dre. It's a lot yeah, of that. I know. Correct. And they're, still, they're all like 37-year-old men yeah. still wearing basketball singlets. Hobbling around with their bad knees. <laughs> still playing basketball. Still playing basketball. Yeah, but, but yeah. you're doing layups, mate. Doing layups, mate. Anyway, I know terms for the sport. You know terms for sport? Yeah. I remember you played basketball for a while and you didn't wear your glasses or a lot of it. So you just used to drop the ball or get hit in the face. And yeah, you're like, well, that's can't why I, see? I was bad at it. No, you went, when you wore glasses, you played much better. <laughs> Anyways. There, I mean, you couldn't, you, it was only up from where I started. Sure. Though I played in like a D grade team and we used to play lots of mums in their like 40s. And which I got. Which is now you. Yeah, which is, I'm not. Don't even start with my confusing. I'm 34. Thank you very much. Oh, over midway. Yes. yes. What? No. To 40. Young. From your life. Are you serious? Yeah, you've been over. You are the one that is on the precipice of 40. What are you saying to me right now? Old man Colin Farrell. What are you saying to me right now? I'm saying you're on the precipice of 40. What are you saying to me right now? (laughs) You know what I'm saying to you? Because I'm saying it to you. What are you saying to me right now? (laughs) Stop. Anyway. Back to my story that was simulated. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was doing a recommendation. I'm sorry to interrupt your story with my recommendation. recommendation. Everyone's in isolation. No one cares. (laughs) Who cares? Well, then why am I here? Let your eyebrow grow out. Yeah. That's what I say. Anyway, what's your Um, dumb story? All I was going to say, it's not even that fun. These mums, like, challenged us to a fight in the car park. Did you do it? Because I, no, of course not. I'm not violent. I have tiny wrists. I would be violent. (laughs) 
I've never been called a cuck before. Oh, get used to it. And I appreciate it. All I was going to say was I can't get into fights because I've got tiny, tiny wrists. Yeah. And you I hurt my wrist. Want to be in a fight. I it's could never punch incredibly anyone. Incredibly dangerous. If I had to, I would not punch. I would just kick because I've got long legs. You would be. i got big leg you muscles. You would not do well kicking. <laughs> or I would jab with jab. a finger in the eye. Yeah, that would work, actually. Or the balls. Go for the throat. Bing, bing. Yeah, like but I can't punch because I've got no, I've got no strength. Well, in that's my the wrists. thing. A lot of people break their hands like punching people. If you got, if you were gonna, if you were worried, you hit someone with like the flat of your palm, you'd be oh, better good. off doing that. Excellent. So, yeah, not that I'm an expert on fighting. I haven't been in a fight in, like <laughs> since school. So what You're would not I good know? With the fight, I have no idea. Maybe I'm excellent. I just haven't been in a fight in a really long time. I feel like you're a low center of gravity. You'd probably be fine. Yeah, sure. I get in a lot of arguments with boomers that nearly resulted in Yeah, you do. My God, one day you're going to get punched. <laughs> Probably. There was that time when you were like really, you saw red when you were driving and then you pulled over and you thought the guy was going to pull over and you were going to get into a fight and he just drove away. I just want to clarify that that is not a true story. Are you that, serious? Yeah, I don't know what she's talking about. a true about. story. And if it was a true story. Fight, you get fired up, And if mate. it was a true story, it happened before I met you and you weren't even there. Oh, but it's what? not a Are true story. I remember I was there when you came back. You were definitely back. not there because it also didn't happen. Oh, sure. Just like the time <laughs> you didn't get into a fight with a boomer in the park over a dog leash. That wasn't a fight. That was a conversation and he <laughs> lost control, not <laughs> he me. he kept walking away. He was yelling, screaming. You don't even know who I am. You don't know who I am. Oh, God, we're really rambling tonight. The crazy thing is we still don't know who he was. <laughs> it's a mystery to this day. It's such a ballsy thing to say, isn't it? You don't know who I am. I like if we knew things. who he was, then the we would never. the things you could say to another person. <laughs> if only you knew that my like, name would was change? Claire Tonti, Why you would, would change never anything? have challenged me. Like unless yeah. he's like, I'm the president of fighting. I'm like, oh, no, not the president <laughs> of fighting. I had no idea who I was talking to. <laughs> He's the president of the sport and yeah, he knows he might you be. don't like Anyway, it. we've got to get back to this recommendation. Yes. So it's about the Chicago Bulls. They had this incredible run. They won five championships in a row leading up to this season. And the team consisted of Michael Jordan, or others, but Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. These were these, they were like the best players of the era who work in tandem to kind of Michael Jordan, obviously being the best of, but he wasn't you, like they talk about it in the, the show, but single players, they don't win. It's like any sport. They don't win you know, championships or whatever the sport is, you know what I mean? I'm or really, grand finals. I'm really glad you're here to explain this to me. It's just good to explain Did you sport. just explain to me the concept of teamwork? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> here we go. You just explained the I'm concept I'm assuming, you're not the only one who on listens to this. Team. There are people like me <laughs> who listen to this show and don't know what sport is. But anyway. You can win no, to win a I'm, game, the emphasis, you need to be, you need to be t- playing as a team no, the emphasis team I was trying to get across in is t- Michael Jordan was arguably the best, is arguably the best player of all time. Right. Right? Uh, so, but he, he was like a freak of nature. Yeah, right? I know and, this. And of hard, so just. So now you're saying to me Michael Jordan is. what I'm Jordan saying was, is. if there was ever an era where a single person could carry a team, he could have done it. Yes. To an extent. Yes. Right. But this is about, like, so these guys are also getting older. They're all in their 30s. Management are looking at rebuilding the team. There are salary disputes regarding some players, in, in particular Scottie Pippen, because he signed on in 91 for much less money than everyone else was getting. Mm-hmm. But without Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan is not Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? He's great. He's one of the greats. But anyways, there's a whole lot of footage that was recorded at the time. There's 500 hours of footage that Michael Jordan only recently allowed to be released at his approval for the use of this documentary. 
And so there's a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff that you, and interviews with that players now about what happened around this time and all the other teams and the, the trading of players and money disputes and also flashes back to the early days and how these players became what they are. Like you learn a lot about Michael Jordan's background and how he started and he's got this insane desire to win like at all costs. I remember hearing a story, I think it's in his book about how he'd go, he's just got this gambling kind of, some people think it's in a, that he might actually have a gambling addiction where they, he just needs to win. So he'd be at the airport and he'd be like, I bet you a hundred bucks that my bag will come out first of the carousel. But he'd already tipped the people, the baggage handlers, like a thousand dollars. Just like, it's not the money. It's the it's winning. It's the win. So this is the kind of person that, that he is. Right. So just this mentality and the fact that this team is again, getting older, they're looking to rebuild, but they've still got these amazing players. They could probably win off the back of, but yeah. what do you, what do you do? And also the coaches tied into that as well. Cause it might be his last season and Michael Jordan won't be coached under anybody else. It's this whole thing. Anyway, again, I'm not a huge fan of basketball, even though I know everything about it, but this is, it's amazing. And it's on HBO. There's going to be two episodes. Well, there was two episodes on Monday released, but it's, mm. it's Netflix in Australia. And it's just an incredible documentary. And after watching some of Tiger King and being like, I hate everyone in this. And I, don't I know watch I, d- I watched the trailer um, and I was like, this is not for I watched me. a couple. And look, I get it. Like it's, it's fascinating, but I'm just like, I don't want to know anything about any of these people. I just people. think it makes you feel really <laughs> sad about yeah. humanity. Mm. Okay, so I have no, one my important question about your recommendation. Is it a question or is it a story no. about yourself? <laughs> well, you know me too well. No, it's a very important question. Does Michael Jordan address his experience in Space Jam? It doesn't come up. The movie. It's funny because that came out in 96, so it means he would have filmed it in 95, so this would have happened. This happened like long the Rain after. Man. Yeah. Well, Michael movies. Jordan also retired for a season uh, to play baseball. So that is addressed in the movie Space Jam, well, but it's probably also going to be addressed in the documentary. Yes. What's funny about when he went to baseball was he's a good baseball baseball player, but he's not a prof- he's not in the way that Oh, like a world Yeah, he's like a natural athlete. So yeah. he, so compared to other people playing, he's he's good, but he's kind of a goof compared to someone who's been playing baseball their entire life every day all Forever. day. Forever. Yeah. Yes, correct. Mm. I'm so glad you shared all your thoughts about the sport. It's great. Honestly, you should really watch it. Even your friend Chanel, you know. Yes. From your other less successful podcast. (laughs) Or maybe about the same success as this podcast. (laughs) No, it's much less successful. Because her husband as well. I feel like it's rich. It's a riches of learning about life, that podcast. I should go back to it one day. Yeah, I love podcasts. Anyway, yes, she would like it too. And she her did husband... watch it. She did like it. Oh, oh, how do you know? Because I'm friends with her husband. Remember, oh, okay. that's how we all met. Oh, yeah, and Goran in particular loves the sport. Boy, does he. And in particular, the basketball. He loves the basketball. The basketball. Okay, the basket of balls. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean, like testicles? I don't know why I like the word balls. I think it's funny. Balls. Moving right along, I'm okay. recommending a basket of balls. Me too. Just hairy old testicles in a ball in a basket. How many are they loose? What are we talking about? I would about? say there are twelve, no, eleven, because too one many. dude that donated only had one ball to donate, or he kept one for himself. And then you just send them to a friend and cheer them up because of isolation. And they fry them up. <laughs> no, not for eating. They fry them up and you eat them like popcorn. <laughs> While watching, say the last dance with Michael Jordan. The Space Jam Odyssey. No, no. All right, what's your next recommendation? I I listened really well to your recommendation tonight. Okay, mine is great. It is. Is it? Yes. Ooh, should I do my own PR? I love your PR. Okay, so um, 
This is a Reese Witherspoon production from mm. her production company, Hello Sunshine. I just have to say straight up that I really respect Reese Witherspoon and what she's doing for women's stories particularly. Yes. She's an avid reader and is really well known for reading really widely and then really having a discerning eye for books that are going to be turned into great TV. Oh. Um, she did it with Big Little Lies oh. um, by Leanne Moriarty and that is an excellent book and an excellent TV show. This is kind of like like kind of it's been kind of touted as the next Big Little Lies. It's based on a book called Little Fires Everywhere um, by Celeste Ng and it's – takes place in Shaker Heights, Ohio, where Celeste grew up. So the novel is about two families living in the 1990s who are brought together through their children's friendship and there's kind of intertwined fates. The Richardson family headed by Reese Witherspoon's character is like a picture-perfect family in this like giant mansion and her it's a bit Stepford wifey. So, oh, are um, they all robots? Yeah. Are they so, all robots? No, so Reese Witherspoon's character is like that, you know, really uptight. But are they all robots? Perfect mother. Yes. Are um, they actually? No. Anyway, oh. and then Reese Witherspoon has four four children. Um, her youngest daughter is very different to her and doesn't fit into that mould. And then also another producer, Kerry Washington, who's a great actress, she plays the other mother in this who um, – and she's a, a single mother African-American with a teenage daughter who's really intelligent. She's an artist, very free but very kind of – deep feeling, a very serious person who's clearly got a dark past and it kind of addresses a lot of things about inequality and race but a lot about motherhood and womanhood and the characters are really complex and quite rich. It hasn't had as great reviews as Big Little Lies. It was only just released in March. How many episodes? Eight. Are they all out, sorry? Yeah, they're all out now. Is there going to be a second season or...? Well, we're, I think so, yeah. We're just waiting to hear back about yeah, that. Right. So there's eight episodes, 60-minute um, episodes each. I think it's brilliant. I've watched the first three and so far I'm really impressed. I think it's just what I love about watching this and it's the same with Bigger Little Lies is that the characters of the women are so nuanced. It deals with motherhood in a way that I don't think a lot of TV shows necessarily are. You can tell that the executive producers are women and you can Mm. tell that the writers are women and that makes just the most incredible difference. Yeah. Things you can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I read some reviews online that weren't that complimentary, but then I think also I don't want to say you have to be a woman to appreciate. I don't think that's true at all because the characters. Well, it sounds like that's what you're saying. No, but but I do think that it addresses things to do with womanhood and motherhood that are really kind of hidden, I guess, in our culture and the way that we talk about things. So I'm really enjoying it. Reese Witherspoon is always really great. Kerry Washington's character is really great too. You get the sense that it's pivoting towards like a tipping point where things are going to get very dark. It opens with Reese Witherspoon's character watching her big perfect mansion burn down. And you don't know who kind of – did that, but it's clearly been a deliberate fire. That's who did it? Lit. Do you think? We don't know. It's kind of hinted that it's her daughter, who's. <sighs> I mean, she's not. She's troubled, I guess, in a way. But it's more just that she just doesn't fit in with the perfect picture family mold. I bet that mm. she didn't really do it, and it was one of those things. <laughs> well, like, well, well. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, really interesting, and I'm really, really enjoying it. You can find it on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's, that's a big problem for me, though, Claire, because I don't know if you know this, in Australia we cannot access Hulu, the service. So- <laughs> you No, know, I know. Well, I've had a revelation because we're segueing into a little bit of an ad here. I found it through using ExpressVPN. So, just to be clear, this is an ad. (laughs) So, people are like, it is an ad. This is with being paid for, but it is something we also use. Yeah, but actually, I genuinely have found it really useful and it's so easy to use. I use it all the time because I have to watch a lot of stuff. I sound like it, I know it's an ad, but I do. I yeah, genuinely I just have, to, have to watch work. a lot of stuff. I yeah. know, and it just opens. There's so much stuff out. I really wanted to watch Little Fires everywhere, and I literally could not get it anywhere except for Hulu. Yeah, and I could only do it through using a VPN. And Hulu has a month free at the beginning, so I've just yeah, Terrific. so you can You're trial making it. Money. I know this is not an ad for Hulu, however. This is an ad for ExpressVPN. Protects your privacy and security online. But it's amazing what it can unlock uh, in terms of all of the other countries that are available for you to watch uh, movies and shows. Um, I've just got Irish Netflix open in front of me, Ryan. <laughs> I know you didn't ask me to do this, but I'm doing it. It's amazing. Uh, they have weekly episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which we don't get here. We get them in bulk at the end when it's finished. They also have Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad as it comes. And, oh. and Better Call Saul is just wrapped up but as it's finished, which is, uh, which is really good. So, yeah, so <laughs> if you've already got like a particular streaming service – switch it on and just have a look on any of the platforms to see what's there. It's so easy yeah. to use as well. So it's too easy to use. How it really even... is. So you just fire it up. Um, you fire up the app on your laptop or wherever you're listening from, watching from, and then change your location to your desired country like the UK or the mm-hmm. US or mm-hmm. Ireland and ref- refresh Netflix or, or Hulu or whatever platform you're using. I use it for YouTube as well. Oh. Often there's stuff you can't access I didn't know that. You can yeah. use it for YouTube as well. Yeah. Amazing. And that's it. The ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located, James. That's right. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Yes. Oh, amazing. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited Spirited away. away. I understand that reference this time. Great. Um, And it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with many streaming services, like we have just mentioned. Also BBC iPlayer and uh, YouTube. All the things. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it's incredibly fast. It really is. Like loaded in like two yeah, seconds. You were like, look at this, it loads so fast. And I'm like, I know. And you're like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I understand. <laughs> really? But normally you use some of these programs online and it takes yeah, forever and it never one, quite works. And, ones that, yeah, and we I don't have mention. great internet and I was thinking, oh, it's going to be annoying. Yeah. But there was literally no buffering or lag time and you can stream in HD. So it's compatible with all your devices, not just your laptop, but phones, media consoles, smart TVs and more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device or on the big screen, Whoa. wherever you are. And now, James, say you would like to support the show and also... I'd love to support yeah, the show. Yeah, get uh, three months of ExpressVPN free if you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com slash suggestible, expressvpn.com slash suggestible, you can support the show and watch what you want and protect yourself with ExpressVPN. That's right. 
Correct. My ne- my next one, uh, I you could watch if you have this. Uh, it's called Stan. It's an Australian streaming service, so you could use it if you wanted to access this. Um, I watch Fighting with My Family. That's a link below, by the way. Fighting with My Family. Uh, again, it's something that you might not think that I would be interested in because it's about English ama- amateur wrestlers, a wrestler who makes it into the WWE. Wow, right? this is all very like. Well, I've been wanting to watch this, this for a while because it's a, like a lighthearted family comedy with some drama mixed in. But it's written and directed by Stephen Merchant, who oh, one half of The Office. Big tall Stephen Merchant yeah, I love Stephen with his Merchant. googly eyes yeah. and his big glasses. That's right, yeah. He's, he's taller than The Rock. He's who, funnier than Ricky this. Gervais as well. Well, yeah, he, now he definitely is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, So it stars Florence Pugh, who people might know from uh, Midsummer. It came out. She's in the new... Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's in the... Florence Pugh. She's actually... I forgot. I didn't realise she was in Sorry. it, but she's in a lot of stuff. She's in The New Little Women. Uh, Midsummer, did I say that already? Yes, you did uh, say that. The new Black Widow movie, did I say that already? You did say okay, that. I've said these things already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I kept saying her name like that. It just felt like it because it was a that's cool who name. She is, yeah. But she is great. She's also got uh, Vince Vaughn, uh, Lena Head- Headley from Hedy from Game of Thrones, Nick Frost, who people might know from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it's also got The Rock is as himself. So it's like this feel good story of this this girl's dream or this family's dream is to get one get their family into the WWE and wrestling. Like, I'm not a fan, like, not because I don't like it, it's because it's a world that is so inaccessible to me at this point. It's been going for so long with so many characters and ongoing storylines that I don't, I just can't get mm. into it. You know what I mean? I've just got, I'm like, I'm too old to be starting this thing right now. I've got too much <laughs> stuff to do. you got but, time now. But it's always been fascinating to me because I know it is, people say it's fake, but it's fake in the way that, like, a television show is fake or, you know, like a well, book like a is soap fake. Opera. It's a yeah, It's a narrative. But aside from that, the physicality of it, is insane. You have to be a pro athlete to pull this kind of stuff off. And I'm mm. sure I've talked about pro wrestling before. Yeah, I know. Well, I yeah. learned a lot from watching Glow, which I yes. think is an amazing exactly. TV yeah. show. But before that, I'd always was like, wrestling, that just kind of looks dumb and hard and scary and it's bad inc- for people. It's incredibly difficult. And exactly. The, I totally agree. And the, yeah. the fitness that you'd have yeah. to have and that kind of charisma mm. to carry it off. And the size off. of the people that have to do it and the way you have to – it's like a – it's like a dance the way that, you know, you, you twist your head the wrong way when somebody drops you and you're paralysed, you know, and there's been yeah. deaths and Would major injuries. Would that be called The Last Dance? Potentially, yeah, but that's a different thing. That's a movie starring, um, who was the first? Yeah, starring um, Jennifer Hudson or whatever you said. <laughs> Jennifer but, Lopez. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just kind of this, it's kind of like Rocky, I guess, for the, for the WWE. But what's interesting about this, this girl, so it's based on a true story, this uh, wrestler called Paige, not a real name, but that's the wrestling name that she adopts, how that she's the first person from this small kind of English suburb or town or whatever, like come, came from nothing and made it all the way to the WWE and became this name of, because there's a lot of people who are going in and it's a lot of the female wrestlers, wrestlers and they touched on this a little bit, it's a lot of glamour and kind of fake tan and blonde hair, but she's not really that. She's kind of dark hair and pale and like leather jackets and things like that. And, it's, and so she kind of broke through in wrestling in a way that other people hadn't really done before and it kind of changed the game a little bit so you weren't just seeing a lot of the same kind of characters come through. So, yeah, it's really great. And it's about dream following and stuff, which is cool. You I should watch that. it. You should really watch it. Like, it's really it's really good. Yeah, it sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. I would really love that. Mm. I love dream following. Yeah. Follow your dreams. Be your own person. And it's funny. Be your holy self. It's oh, really I love that. Well, yeah. mm. Amazing. All right, I'm totally going to check that out. And that was available on Stan. Stan, but, you know, it's everywhere. Wherever. Yeah. 
Cool. Awesome. So my last recommendation is called Unorthodox. It's currently available on Netflix. It debuted on March 26th this year. It's a German-American drama miniseries loosely based on Deborah Feldman's 2012 autobiography called Unorthodox, The Scandalous Rejection of My Hasidic Roots. Mm. And it is actually the first Netflix series to be primarily in Yiddish. So there's really? quite a lot of subtitles. Well, not really, but I'm as yeah. really as in, But it's oh, also there's also a that. lot of English in it as sure. well. It jumps in and out. Like narcos, it jumps around and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you know Deborah Feldman. Um, Yeah, she's born and raised in the Hasidic community of Satmar in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, so New York. Her native language is Yiddish and at the age of 25 she published this memoir basically about her escape from um, she would say quite oppressive Hasidic community. She was married to a man she'd known for sort of 30 minutes and then for a year she had a lot of anxiety around consummating the marriage and so she, you know, was sort of treated with a lot of disdain, I guess, and felt a lot of shame. Um, Women in that particular community are prevented from reading a lot and they can't perform in public. There's a lot of rules, very strict. It's really fascinating look though, because it's not, it's, it is leaning towards one, one side of that community, but also I'd say the characters are very nuanced. So there's a lot of depth. So you get to see both sides of the coin of her husband, who actually seems to be quite a nice guy, but has sort of brought up in this community. Yeah, you grow up a certain way. And, yeah, 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 exactly. So they've got a very distinctive um, way that they dress with Orthodox Jews. They have the ringlets. The men have ringlets. They have these big kind of fur hats. And we, the women are all required once they get married to shave their heads and wear these like brown wigs. So it actually, this particular group that she was a part of came out after the Holocaust. So the whole kind of premise around this particular religion. That's relatively well, new. Yeah, yeah. So this part of the Orthodox Jewish faith is to rebuild the six million lost. And so there's oh. a really big emphasis on women and fertility and having lots and lots of babies and, you know, marriage and all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Actual TV series was written by Anna Winger and Alexa Karolinski, um, who are both award-winning German writers. And then the director um, is Maria Schrader, um, who I don't know if you've heard of the series Deutschland, Do- I know Deutschland her. 83. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So it was one of the first kind of German TV shows to cross over in the US, basically. Yes, okay. um, yeah, and it's starring an incredible actress called Shira Haas, who's Israeli. And she in this, she's tiny, but just the depth of emotion in her face is just brilliant. It's so beautifully crafted. Deborah Feldman had a lot of kind of input into the way that it looked. They were really, right. really careful to be really respectful of this particular. Which I don't know her, Maria Schrader. I thought I did, but I don't. Yeah, my, is she yeah. has a, I think there's another. I'm um, just looking through her filmography, yeah, and it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's really, she's really excellent. And you can tell her the way that she's directed this is just impeccable. Mm. What's kind of amazing is that it, it looks, it basically follows the lead character's life in how she starts off in her faith and trying the best that she can to be sort of a faithful um, Yiddish woman. Yeah, right. Or probably saying this wrong, a Hasidic woman. Right. And then once she gets married, she kind of starts to see the world differently. And she's a very different thinker. She's a musician and, and that's kind of frowned upon and not allowed in this community, but she has private secret piano lessons 
and then she escapes to Berlin. So it's sort of set in between New York and Berlin. Right. And then what she, year did you say it was? Sorry, set. It's set in two thousand and twelve. Maybe. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because so, Berlin's a really interesting. Well, it was before the war as well, but it's kind yeah. of a really quite liberal. City. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating mm. actually because they do they they look at Berlin as a city and at, at its history and you know like the memorial to the Jews and all those sorts of things. But yes. the, she kind of falls in with a group of musicians who um, are studying at I think it's a conservatorium in Berlin, and she has this harbors this dream to be a professional musician and watches them play and is just astounded. Did she do it? Well, I won't tell you until you see it. Just tell us. No, no it's really don't, incredible. Don't, don't, but, but the group that she falls in with is sort of very like it's it's like young people living in Berlin. It's like a hodgepodge of yeah, yeah of different people for, of different sort of gender and sexuality. I um, mean, you see her kind of taking off her wig and slowly coming out of her shell, and like she goes to a like a rave or a dance party for the very first time and drinks yeah, right. alcohol for the first time and does all these things where she suddenly is seeing the world and what opportunity is out there for her. Her yeah. mother's also – her mother was a single mother and – well, no, she wasn't single mother. She was – she came from the UK to marry a man in the sort of community and then it quickly became apparent that he was a drunk and she escaped with her oh, daughter. Okay, right, yeah. But then the community basically – because they have quite a lot of wealth – they use their power and influence so that she lost custody of her daughter yes. and she be, she's a lesbian and lives in Berlin. Right, okay, So gotcha. that's why she goes escapes to oh, Berlin okay, to be reunited yep, with yep, her yep, mother. Okay. Anyway, long story short, really excellent, beautiful cinematography. I would highly recommend that. Unorthodox. What would you give it out of 100? 200. That's too much. That doesn't, that's not, doesn't make any sense. No, nothing is too much. James? Nothing is too much? <laughs> Nothing is too much. What if you ate 44 <laughs> pulled pork sandwiches? Uh, it depends. Can I eat them over a set period of time? Or no, no, no. You eat them all at once. Thing? Pulled pork? Mm. I do love a pulled pork. Do you though. like 44 or whatever I said? No, that's making me feel sick. I have a lot this of is why pregnancy I'm reflux. Don't say those things to me. Too much of a good thing. So I'm saying this show might be too good for people. It might be. And we, we're on that. We should probably finish. Oh, yeah, so do you have any reviews for this lovely show that we've Well, created? that's the thing, Claire. People have been so kind because you can just open the app. <laughs> you bang in a review in your iTunes or whatever in app? app you use. Yeah, in app. You can do it on your device. This is uh, from James Dolph. It says a necessarily spin-off. It's given us a five stars which we really appreciate james and claire have a wonderful chemistry but one episode in particular has a special guest that i think makes much better chemistry with james nick mason uh those two were the best parts of the episode why don't you go and own spin-off podcast he's joking why don't you go bloody marry mason maybe i will i'll escape to berlin and marry him maybe you will take off your wig your (laughs) colin farrell gray wig this is a real colin farrell look all right, yeah. excellent. Well, you can follow the uh, show at Suggestible Pod on all the socially yes. things, um, and email us because we love your recommendations. We love them. What do you well got? What do you got? At suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, even if you just want to have a chat. Love yeah. it. Fun with us. Um, this is from Daniel Martin. Hi guys, my name is Daniel, and I'm writing from Lisbon in Portugal. Wow, wow. love the podcast as I do. James's less successful one, The Weekly Planet. What? <laughs> got him. 
I like your Daniel already. Actually, I'm a fan of TWP since day one and it was the gateway to discovering the world of podcasts and eventually Claire and Suggestible, your destination. That's right. This is the last podcast you'll ever listen to. Correct. So he brings three recommendations. For Claire, the work from Camilla Lachberg, I've probably said that wrong, a Swedish crime writer. Highly recommend both the Eric Falk series. First book is The Ice Princess where she is a real crime writer and you follow her book, A Crime, and her everyday personal life evolution. What's the second book? Ooh, what is the second book? I don't know. Oh, The Golden Cage. Very she good. would recommend that, which What's is the like one off. There is none. Oh. Anyway, thank you so much, Daniel. And for James, Naruto. It tells the story I of Naruto, Naruto Uzumaki, a young ninja cursed with the spirit of a demon fox sealed in his body. He does that run. Body. The hands back run. You familiar with that? Oh, yes, I the am. The anime run. Oh, so cool. Yes. yes. Yeah, so it makes more sense than it sounds. He grew up feared by everyone in his village and he pursues recognition and acceptance from his peers. That sounds cool. Yeah, I don't know, Naruto. Mm. And for the Sundays, so collectively, Dark. Ooh, it is a German Netflix one, Ooh, which we can use with oh, our I've Express VPN. I've seen Dark VPN. pop up on the bloody app, I think, mm. yeah. Which tells the story of the mysterious disappearing children in the small town of Winden. Mm, interesting. Okay. And okay. um, it's all okay. about double lives, fractured relationships, and dark pasts of four families. Ooh, I think that'd be really interesting. I think I clicked on that. I think it's on our Netflix. I might be thinking of something else. But when it started in German, I'm like, I can't be watching subtitle things right now because I was I was editing <laughs> at the same time. I'm like, oh, well, I'm like, I'm gonna miss this. We've talked about that before. You really do have to be. That's yeah. like unorthodox because a lot of it is subtitle. Yeah. Not all of it, but some of it. Yes. So you do need to not be editing. Yes. You need to really follow. But it's so worth following and getting absorbed. Just in. get off your phone for once in your life and watch a different. <laughs> That's what screen. I say. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, no phones at the dinner table, and you're always like. Let me show you this thing on my phone. I do not do that. But after this, remind me to show you something on my phone. <laughs> That's your favorite thing to do. It's the anyway. worst thing you've ever seen. You're going to hate it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel, for your recommendation. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. All right. We'll be back next week, won't we? We will with this episode entitled James has painted Claire's toes. We'll see. I'm sorry. Don't forget to edit all that out. <laughs> don't forget. All right, thank you as always to Raw Collins for editing the show. We have been Suggestible Pod. Please click subscribe and follow us, rate and review. It really helps us a lot. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.